We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We go to the hotline and we welcome in our good friend, the Hall of Famer. He's also our senior Texans columnist at SportsRadio610.com and GalleriesSports.com. John McClain joining us. John, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing great, guys. Hope you are as well. We're doing awesome, John. We just got done talking about some of this quarterback news. Um, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. What do you what do you make of Jets officials flying to California to meet with Rodgers? They've had multiple meetings with Rodgers this week. How are you handicapping this Aaron Rodgers thing right now? I think that he's gone from the Packers, and I think for the owner, Woody Johnson, to get involved, they must have worked out the parameters of the trade. Everybody said it was going to be two number one picks. And it's interesting. They've got to go to Rogers. Rogers can't come to them. And, um, so I'm guessing he's going to go there. You know, the fans and the media have been pushing it like crazy to try to get him there and go for the goal these next two or three years. And uh, I can't wait to see him playing up there because his, uh, eccentricities, uh, since he's been with the Packers, I don't think will play the same way in New York. And I think he'll eat it up because it's pretty obvious. He loves attention. He does love attention while claiming that he hates the attention. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he gets a lot of attention for claiming that he hates the attention. I don't know, man. New York's always uh, New York is always about the latest new thing. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers and his new age, uh, his new age views on, thing, on things might, might be embraced by a lot of people up in New York. I, I do wonder, what does it mean – do you think Zach Wilson just sits around as a backup quarterback and is all cool about it? Or do you think he ends up getting traded? I'm guessing. I'm guessing, considering what they invested in him, he'll be the backup, and they'll see him learning behind Rodgers and how he handles it. Rodgers doesn't seem like the best guy to learn from. And I remember when he was with the Packers, that Brett Favre didn't help him at first. And hopefully Rodgers learned from that, and he'll be happy to help uh, Zach Wilson because he certainly needs it. Now that would be the heat check for Eric Bieniemy. Ask that the Commanders trade for Zach Wilson. If he can fix Zach Wilson, he should be a head coach somewhere next year. Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> and, and that's that's what he should that's what he should look for. So we got the Rodgers storyline, John. So you think he's gone? You think he is a New York Jets quarterback? And meanwhile, I the, to me the even bigger news is Lamar Jackson, just because. We never see this. And granted, it's sort of restricted free agency, not true unrestricted free agency because the Ravens can match any offer to Jackson under this particular franchise tag. Um, but what are you, what do you expect to see? Do you think Lamar Jackson, do you think there's a Deshaun Watson or something close to it out there for Lamar Jackson on the open market? I'd be really surprised, guys, if somebody gave him $230 million guarantee. You know, the NFL is trying to tell players that the Watson situation was unprecedented. And if you do do that, you open up a whole can of worms, not just for your team, but the league. And if you sign him to a guaranteed contract and the Ravens decide to match it, then you set a precedent for your team and your players. And people, I, I've been reading and listening to everybody, and they, 
They don't point out a lot that he's missed 10 games the last two years. He's won one playoff game. Yes, he's a great quarterback. He's a former MVP, still young. And uh, But if you're going to give him a fully guaranteed contract with the injuries that he's had and the style of play that he has, you're, boy, you, you, it could be, turn out to be uh, cruising for a bruising. And so I can't wait to see. I'm guessing he's going back to the Ravens because otherwise they took those two ones. They could take a guy like Hendon Hooker, who I think is going in the first round, despite coming off knee surgery, despite being 25 years old, because before he got hurt at the end of the year, he was a great prospect. And I think he'd be mentioned right up there in the others if he hadn't had the injury. And uh, But I still think, I'm told by everybody that I know up there that Harbaugh and Jackson have great respect for each other. This hasn't gotten ugly behind the scenes or publicly because it's just a case that he wants this and they don't want to give it to him. And uh, it would look weird if he was somewhere else. And now a lot of people are just going crazy because other teams are not lining up to sign into an offer sheet. John, we talked about this earlier, and it was that, you know, I'm, I'm A-OK with guys acting as their own agents if they're good at it and if it's the right situation. It feels like with this particular situation, I have no idea if Lamar Jackson is good at it or not otherwise, but it doesn't seem like the right situation. This seems like the exact type of situation where you want a guy with a, like a very firm and delicate hand that can manage and maneuver through like a, a pretty complex situation. Well, he's, he's like Laramie Tunsil. He's got it financial advisors and he's got the union and the union is going to advise him what's best for the, overall on players not necessarily him maybe it's the union telling him oh man keep don't do it don't do it to get that guaranteed contract you'd be a trendsetter well actually wouldn't that would have been deshaun watson and it's like does lamar jackson do his own taxes i'm guessing he's not does he invest his own money i'm guessing not so when you have a situation this big that can take care of you for life and your kids and their kids. To me, you would want the best possible representation and you would not want to be involved in any way. Just tell me when uh, you think it's a good offer and I'll say yes or no, but he's chosen to do it the other way. John McClain joining us for his weekly visit. Um, so, uh, John, uh, what do you make of the Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, in the building, there's a push for Jimmy Garoppolo with the Texans to start while a rookie quarterback. There are so many things, John, about this Jimmy Garoppolo rumor that does not pass the smell test for me, but I'm curious what you thought. when I know you've seen some of that news floating around out there. I have. That mean it's true. And uh, I tweeted last night, nothing would douse the D'Amico fire that rages for fans and media. Two things. Jimmy Garoppolo or Davis Mills going to start again. You know, Texans, that thing about they would draft a quarterback, I'm guessing he's talking about second overall, and let him sit. There's no reason to let a second overall pick sit. You may do it for like three games or something like that. And I don't know why Garoppolo would want to come to Houston knowing he's just a placeholder and they've got another quarterback there ready to play. If I'm Garoppolo, I want to go somewhere – where I have a chance to help a team get in the playoffs. And that would seem to me to be an NFC South team because the, the Saints got their guy. Now the other three teams need their guy. 
And so he could go there for a couple of years, but you know he doesn't want to go in with the idea of just playing a year or two. He's looking for a home. And uh, there's 40, there's, there's assistant coach, there's coaches all over the Texans organization. There's the general manager. They've all been associated with Garoppolo. They know how much he gets hurt. And, uh, and I just, I'd be stunned if they signed him. He's not going to be cheap. He's going to have offers. And, uh, Bobby Sloan, the new coordinator, we're going to hear from at 10 a.m. today when he and the new defensive coordinator, Matt Burke, meet with the media. You know, Sloick worked with him for years on on Kyle Shanahan's staff, but I tell you, he doesn't float my boat. Hey, John, we talked about Matt Burke yesterday because um, there was an article written about him, as you've pointed out before, uh, that was titled The NFL's Most Interesting Man. I feel like Matt Burke probably has more of kind of like a quiet, introspective personality and that that article being titled what it was is like a cross that he has to bear for the rest of his career where people have expectations that he's going to be like this uproarious, hilarious guy at a press conference. Is that, um, should we expect an uproarious, hilarious Matt Burke, or is he more just a, a quiet guy that had a, an article with a bad title about him? Well, I tell you something interesting, and I don't know if it's in that article about he went to Dartmouth, he's climbed Kilimanjaro, he's been on safaris in Botswana, and uh, does a lot of charity work in Uganda. He's done that in his life. And and uh, I watched all the episodes of Hard Knocks this year in season so I could see Watt and Hopkins. And Watt was coached by Matt Burke, so Burke was in it a lot. Yeah. And uh, he came off as a really good guy, a funny guy. Watt seemed to have great respect for him. He's the only person I know who make J.J. Watt cry like a baby, and he did when he surprised him at the end of the season, knowing he was retiring with a bunch of videos that he had gotten people to record, and J.J. just bawled like crazy. And uh, so for him to come here, the only connection that I know with D'Amico Ryans is Matt Burke was with Robert Sala one season as game management coach in 2021. And I'm guessing Robert gave him a great, recommendation you know he's he's it's funny he's 46 and he's already in his 20th year in the nfl he started with the titans as an administrative assistant it was there uh five years before he went to the lions and so i can't wait to talk to him and see how he comes off i'm interested in bobby slowly because you know i think D'Amico's going to call the defense we asked him that at the combine he wouldn't say he said i have confidence that Matt can do it, but Matt's only done it uh, in two years with the Dolphins at 17 and 18, where D'Amico, I, I just will be surprised if D'Amico's not doing it. So Bobby Slowick taking over the worst offense in team history, that's the one people are going to really be interested to hear. John McClain joining us for his weekly visit. Um, John, you mentioned the Combine, so we know the Texans sit at two right now. Just generally speaking, after the Combine right now, how are you feeling about the Texans getting the player or a player, probably a quarterback, that they want, that fans will feel good about at two? Um, uh, Bryce Young didn't throw. You know, nobody needs the same throw. You watch any Alabama game last two years, same throw. He came off great. He handled all the questions about being undersized well. I was told in meetings that he was 
just blew everybody away. Sometimes they diagrammed two or three things, and he knew the answer to the next question before the question. He anticipated what the question was going to be. And uh, um, uh, I think I've talked about this before. I've been doing a talk show for years with a guy that's been doing it for 30 years in Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And he told me during the season of all the players that come through there, Bryce Young was the most impressive when he's at the podium talking. And uh, he's like a coach. And I talked to Warren Moon about him. Warren said he started following his career in high school because he'd heard so much about him. And everybody raves, and I think size is not as big an issue. C.J. Stroud threw the ball really well. He should have thrown the ball really well because if you don't throw the ball well at the combine, something's wrong. In the pro days, it's even worse considering they're orchestrated for weeks. So Stroud, I don't. I think that Stroud or Bryce Young, one of those two will be the Texans' pick. I've seen some people start to move Hendon Hooker up above Will Levis in some of their QB prospect rankings. Is that real, or do you think that's just uh, people trying to get clicks on their mock drafts? And Seth, I, I, I think Seth this, that Hooker who will be playing, he's not going to play as a rookie when he's 25, so he'll start when he's 26. And if he plays 10, 10 years, then he's only 35, and today people are playing 35. is no big deal. You know, they want to push to 40. So I don't think his age is working against him. I don't, I don't see him going ahead of Levis. You know, Will Levis was the best interview at the Combine. I can see Nick Casario, if he were interested in Levis, cringing at what a great interview he was. And uh, <laughs> But he does. He's got a cannon. He showed it. He misfired on some throws. That was his issue, accuracy, just like Anthony Richardson. Uh, but I'd be surprised if Hooker went ahead of Levis. That's classic. He's way too interesting for Nick, huh? Is that is that the deal? Yeah, you know how Nick was – Name, rank, and serial number. <laughs> yes. Um, John, uh, before we get you out of here, you do a lot of radio up in Nashville. Um, what are your thoughts? I, I know this is something that had already been talked about, but your your uh, colleague Jim Wyatt sort of reconfirmed it this week in a mailbag column that, yes, indeed, the Titans plan on using the Oiler uniforms in uh, in 2023. What are your thoughts on that? Well, they did it in their first preseason game. I was there, and I thought it was very cool. I've been waiting to do it. The problem up there, the fans don't care anything about the others. Their throwbacks to them are the jerseys they had in 97 and 98 as the Tennessee Oilers. And Amy Adams Strunk lives here. She is very popular. She's not going to rub it in the Houston's face by wearing that jersey when the Texans are there. I just can't imagine she would do that. And uh, although I think it'd be pretty cool because it might take the rivalry, which has not been a great rivalry like you'd think it would have because both teams haven't been good at the same time competing and playing in the playoffs. But uh, I can't wait to see the Oilers uniforms. And a lot of people freak out because they they think they're Houston's. No, those uniforms belong to the Titans, not the, not the Texans. Yeah, but you know how possessive well, I don't people think they're, are. They're not, getting a, they're not getting upset over intellectual property law. They're feeling like <laughs> that's the emotional property of the of the Houston Oilers. I think they should do it every year. I think there's a lot of people love to see that Columbia blue, uh, or as Colombian blue as Bud Adams always called it. The uh, John, do you think that, that this being a topic now has anything to do with the fact that the Texans the Texans appear to be starting to move towards incorporating? 
something close to Columbia blue in at least an alternate color scheme? We've seen the hoodies they put out and stuff like that. Well, I can't imagine. You don't no, think the Titans are maybe like you're stuff, infringing on our color scheme a little bit? No, because I've known the Titans were going to do that since the end of the season. Okay. Everybody up there knew it okay. and, uh, that they were going to wear those throwback jerseys. Okay. I feel it. That's so, not, it, it. Truthfully, there's a lot of people up there that already knew it. Yeah. It just hadn't been written because most people up there don't care about throwback jerseys. Yeah. It's like the Texans don't care here except when it's, except fans don't care here except when it involves. Columbia, Colombian blue. Okay, that's where I that's where I don't get it. Is as far as the Adams family apparently still being as out to lunch as Bud Adams was on what the fans actually want. Because, like you said, nobody. Why the hell would anybody in Tennessee care about the old Oilers uniforms? It, it's is the as the Adams family has got their palms out asking for money for a new stadium. They're also saying, but by the way, we're going to go indulge in our own little personal nostalgia and watch our team play in the. Columbia Blue. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I man, I hope their. I hope their stadium bid fails and fails miserably. I hope they're playing in a shack of a I forty sometime in three years from now. The uh, Amy Adams is the member, owns the team, and she is very sharp, very popular, and the boy, the former Oilers, love her because she brings them up there every year for a reunion. Had a reunion here. She is nothing like her dad was. John McClain. Sounds like she cares a little too much about the Colombian blue. John- well, she grew, she grew up with it. That was her team and her colors. Evidently. Uh, John McClain joins us each and every week. You can get all his stuff, sportsradio610.com, gallerysports.com as well. John, oh, and by the way, the Utopia Football Podcast. We've uh, we've already got our episodes recorded for this week. If you want to email John and I, mailbag at gmail.com. John, we appreciate it as always. Guys, thank you very much. Have a great rest of the week. You too. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Seth, I actually put up a poll about this Oiler jersey thing, and I went on radio yesterday in Nashville about this. And oh, there did is, you? Yes. There is one big reason they, why. What do they have, like a hand crank that runs the transmitter there, there in is, Nashville? There is. I didn't ask. There is one big this man, man, let me go into a studio and shout into a can, <laughs> and then they put it into they put it on a disc, and it came music. 